Okay, let me get, begin with two things they didn't get to last night, and then there's a newer copy, which was number 13, I think you mentioned. And then with that, we're going to get back to the copy we started introducing. So two Shilas that were received that help put into focus the issue of giving Michael Adam to Michael Behema from a few weeks back, which a lot of people are still asking about because it's the most common issue as per the Ksav Sefer's Tshuva that we had that Rabbi Yuspa asked his brother, why is it that everybody has animals and they're all feeding them regular food? If you recall, his basic heter is that if it's more expensive to get something else or too inconvenient and you have to go out and get it, then have packaged food and canned food, then you're not mechuyuf. That was the basic answer, and that seems to be the minig. So Avramizon sent in Shaila yesterday. How do we touch up the Gemara and Maid Katan? Gemara Maid Katan and Chafches says that it was contrasting the mazel of different Nisianis people have and Panos and other things. They're contrasting Rab Chizda and Rabba, the two daily Adar of that generation. And the Gemara says of Chizda was so wealthy that they fed bread of very fine flour, soilist, to the dogs in the house. So why were they doing that? I suppose the answer is along the line of the Kasav Sefer, that they were so wealthy they only made or bought, probably made in-house, things from Salus. So And they had a big operation. He was running the yeshiva and the basin and all the people, dignitaries. So they had 100 loaves a day. So now you have a couple of half-eaten loaves or whatever it was, and the dogs are watching the sheep, whatever they were doing. They weren't pets. And he fed it to them. So because they start going out and making other loaves, dafka for the dogs. It's not, not cost-effective in terms of how much that's going to cost and how much time it's going to take. That would be in line with the Ksav Sefer. This one was a real siyat Shemaya. This past Lel Shabbos, my Anakul was uh, bringing his parashashi to the table. That's uh, for Shalos. And um, his first, he says he has two different terrors. I said, that's fine. It's one today, one tomorrow. That's great. So can I stay in the bowl tonight? <laughs> I said, fine. So the second one, he had more the next day also. That's good. So the has a picture, the famous picture, which we started speaking about. We just applied Sarachin just on the Metzias of Rabbi Leo Lapian feeding the cat. It's a very famous picture. And I think even before... And bring the picture in. I think all of you knew about it. I was asking at the time when we were discussing this uh, how you allowed to take milk, which is human food, and give it to the cat. Well, one of the other choices we'll discuss in a moment, but this is the picture in case you never saw it. I don't know how this works over here. Abdel Yapian was from the Gedele Hamashkichim, Deliat Sadikim and And he was in the Kufati Yeshiva. I think he was like in his 90s probably, <laughs> at this point. And I didn't know what the story was, but ironically, his Dvaratera in second grade was all about why he was feeding the cat. So I was actually more attentive to this Dvaratera than even the other ones. 
And he said, his Rebbe said, that he was feeding the cat because the cat was there to get rid of the mice, which is why most people invite cats when they're not looking for pets, certainly yeshivas. And he was trying to be nice to the cat because the cat was working hard, almost like schiras pailum. I'm not saying Zadina Yamatita Schairo, but something along those lines. So I said, that's amazing. He didn't know why it was so amazing. The second grader, I said, well, we were talking about this Kasha Shir. He said, you were talking about it, Shir? I said, but it came up. I didn't have, a, I'm sure there's a good reason, but I didn't have a good shot. Why? There's a lot of cats in Israel. Why he's feeding being milk to a cat was uh, certainly needed some Hesber. So I said, do me a favor. Um, I, I, I took the paper from him. I said, is there a Mar Mokham on here? Well, has that explanation? No Mar Mokham. I said, ask your Rebbe. Not a great chance he's going to ask his Rebbe and bring me back an answer. So I said, okay. So I bump into his Rebbe. They're not PTA for grandparents, but uh, I'll bump into him soon. I'll ask him. Totally unrelated, no shaykhis. The One of the questions we had last night was from Ben Sian, one of our common uh, uh, contributors. And the one I didn't get to last night because we only have X amount per night, was he sent me in, didn't know what I was discussing around my Shabbos table with my uncle, and he sends me in this picture of the old bound. This is not from him, with an article, the whole explanation. So I called him up, I left a voice, and I said, why did you send this in? He said, we were talking about it three, four weeks ago. I figured you'd want to... I said, yeah, it was more recent than that, uh, that it came up, so I'm glad you sent it. So the short story here, pretty amazing, is... That the yeshiva, in, I don't, I, I sent him a message back to tell me where this is from, but at least it's in print. And unless they just printed this now, that's where the Rebbe got it from, and that's where he saw it. Did you see this? I don't know why it came up now, but everything's bashered. When the yeshiva and Krasim discovered a rodent problem in their kitchen storage room, which is not a great place to have a rodent problem, if you're looking for placement, not the yeshiva's fault, that's where they go because they're hungry. Students brought a cat into yeshiva in the hopes of solving the matter. Shortly afterwards, the Renan Mashkiach, Nazabelia, was walking, taking a walk around the yeshiva building accompanied by a student with whom he was discussing words of terror. Abelia, who was not told of the student's adopted pet, suddenly noticed it. Whose cat is this? inquired Rabbiyan. I want to make sure they, wasn't like they weren't getting a yeshiva mascot or something like that. Like, what's this cat doing here? It's a fair question. Student explained the purpose of the cat in the yeshiva's grounds. Abelian inquired further, and who feeds her? She jo- if he, this is I thought was Gainus. If she does her job well and scares away the rodents, she won't have anything left to eat. Now, that's assuming the cat's not going to break into the yeshiva pantry, but apparently only the the mice are able to do that. We surely have to provide her with food. She's working for us, and now her success will be her undoing, and that's, that's not fair. Belia then entered his apartment and brought out a bowl of milk, bending over to feed the cat. Fortunately, a Talmud named Ravinsky, this is pretty documented, walked by at that moment. Which Talmud yeshiva walk around with a camera in 1962, whenever this happened? This is like the whole thing is like, couldn't make this up. What? Why wasn't he learning? Uh, he was learning, and then Hashem all of a sudden had him. Where did he get the camera in his pocket? Camera's like, <laughs> I'm not sure. So after they walked by with the cameras, you couldn't have his name. So unless they, uh, so fortunately, fortunately, I guess for Klayasol and for the Sheer, Tom Ervinsky walked by at the moment with his camera immortalizing in this famous photo of Belia's concern for the welfare of all of God's creatures, which isn't really true, the less, I mean, it's true, but 
Everybody says up in the story, he says, yeah, Racham Ochamaisev. That's not the Pshat. It didn't fit in with us, Ogir. And we'd like Sarachin. Well, thank you to my Anakol and to Bensi and to everybody else who contributed to this article that he didn't go around feeding cats. You'd have to feed the cat before you eat them. Rabel, yeah, that's, that's I think Rabel, you want to know what's that cat doing here? <laughs> and if you bring a cat in the heap, he wants something to play with the night, then after night, say to her, go for a walk. And if it's here for a reason, I'd like to know. So they said we had a rodent problem, and that's a problem. And he said, good. So what's the cat going to do when it gets rid of all the rodents? He was nice. He said, after it scares them away, they don't scare them away, they actually destroy them. But after they're all gone, so um, that's not how Carlos the type. He had a a direct takaras type now, and I think in the background, I don't know about that, it might become an achrayas for Dan Hala, the kitchen manager. It's an achrayas. It's a whole different story. Stories are very important. You bring out a maizarab, but you've got to know what the maizarab is. I'm not sure we have all the details now, but at least I have something. Three weeks ago, we didn't have anything. So, the question is, why somebody at the table is asking, so why is he giving you milk? Still, Michael Adam, what do you do with the Gemara? So what are the options? Well, if it's thirsty, give it water. That's good if you have canned cat food from ShopRite and you have a nice supply, I assure you, in Kfar Chesidim in 1960-whatever, they didn't have any cat food. So milk is just a way to solve the problem of quenching the thirst and getting some nutrients. That's all, and they like milk. You can have a cat and give cat food and give water. They might complain about the cuisine, but it'll more than survive. So it's only Akasha if you have choices, and I think water is better and has less violation than Gemara. But he was trying to solve two things, food, drink, and satisfying the cat. Then milk is the atom, and he's not going to start giving chicken from the yeshiva pantry because everybody got barely a flegal in those days anyway. So that's, that's important. So today, cat owners, for whatever reason they have the cats, they have to make sure they're satisfied. If milk is Zemashiyesh, to start going out and getting other cats, then you have the Ksav Sefer's Heter. But I couldn't believe he sent me this thing. I'm looking at the email. I said, was this sent by, is he his Rebbe? I didn't like, I couldn't put the whole thing together. It was just yesterday. But it turns out it was unrelated, at least on paper. It was unrelated. Uh, Shemayim is a different story. Okay. The copy I have in front of you, Tzvi, the job I gave you last night about uh, taking the Vimo for the Nadovas for the base of Mitzvah apparently got a lot of wings. People got very excited about it and it's Chavaz Chaim used to have a suitcase ready to go packed with the gula and uh, we're looking forward to Binyan Abayas very soon. It could happen any time. The, the Dian and Rishayim could happen tonight. It could happen tonight. It's landing in the Shemayim. But hopefully we're going to have it very soon and uh, no, they just asked, they called me and asked for your number, actually. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so people have to know, is that, you know, what's going to be? Are we going to have choices? Can you give? Um, are we in the running? Can I be Manadev, a wing, uh, a gate? Uh, the price is going to be very steep. That's for sure. Is it, I mentioned plaques. I was, I was talking in... In the vernacular, I, I don't know that there were any plaques on the wall. Basically, this is a very sensitive operation. There's a Gemara and Sukkah when they built the balcony for Simchas Beis Reva for the women because they were bothered by the pizzas. So Gemara says, you can't just build a balcony even if you're trying to solve a problem. You can't build a balcony. It says, Beferish Napasug, that it's a Hakol Sav. There are rules and regulations. You can't just 
add whatever you want. And the Gemara says, no, they dashed in a Pusik that it was a real chiv from the Shiva house from Yashiach ben Yasef who was killed. It says that the Anoshim Luchud, Anoshim Luchud, they made a Kafachimer in a Shiva house. They needed separation. Kosh came to the base of Mitish where they could be Hedelus and because they're having a party, so it's based on Shreva. So you need to document the, the need. So I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't know if they ever did or if they will put up a plaque because that's putting up nailing something to the wall. The idea I got from, I'd like to show you over here, but it's a very interesting point. The Torah brings out all the Peskim say, the reason we have appeals, the reason we make a double shabbat is to encourage people to make it like a healthy competition to energize people, a little peer pressure, to do mitzvahs and to give. That's true on any communal level. It says direct bearing on the sugi was starting of Ananias Makamashiris in the community. I assume it would apply to the base of Mitish. And we know, we know that Mashra Benu and the Mishkan asked for donations. And they brought, and they brought so much, it was the first drive they ever had. Oh, so very good. So that's exactly what I'm going to get to. That's why I made these mamakos. Just to explain this, because a lot of people were asking me afterwards, like, oh, you know, is this an option? Like, should I save up? I was about to give a donation over here. <laughs> should I save for the basement? I said, don't save. I mean, it's coming tomorrow, but you're going to be outbid, the few people I was talking to, even if they're ready to put up $5 million, uh, if it is going to bid us. So you're asking, well, why are we, why are we outsourcing anything? We have Master Shekel. That's just sort of take care of everything. So these Baruch Hashem, these are all pretty favorish in the Mishnayis. So I'll just walk you through two or three of the famous ones. Take a look. Again, if you're on the uh, Zoom, it's um, the one you have is Yuma Paragimel. I actually have one that I didn't even copy. So let me read this one by pen, then I'll go to your copy. It's the Mishnah Shkalem Paragvav Mishnah And this is, let's see what you started asking. Shlesha Sashafaris Haibamikdish. The Shafer was a big, gigantic pushka. And they had a little thing at the top, like a shafer, like a little slit, where you put it in. And it explains the reason they did that is because they want people to put in and not be able to take out. A lot of people go into the base of Mitish. So it was a pretty strong, huge box, very big, because it had thousands of people going through. And they would drop their donations in. And there were 13 of these big pushkas. That's already a chiddish in one of the Gemara, HaKol Peksav. That, where's that in the floor plans? I don't know if it was, but it was enough of a tzarech, just like the Daishan by the Machitza, that this tikkun was necessary. When it's necessary, so I needed a place to give. Sounds like this is anonymous. No one's getting any plaques over here. And each one was labeled what the donation is for. So you had which is the shekel from this year, meaning if you're paying on time. Then there's back taxes, which means if you're behind and you haven't been here in a while, and you didn't send it in, this is the pushka, you can still catch up. And then you had donation, and you wanted to bring kingdom. These are not people bringing personal kabanas. These are people, if you put it in over here, they'll take out, and the kind will bring on your behalf, even though they don't have your name. No plaques, no notes. Interesting system, but it works. So kinim, gazleayla, eitzim, lavayna, zav, lekaperis, which is... Uh, but it always says that we means a general klisharis uh, uh, area where if you wanted to give to the general supply and klisharis sometimes got bent and got used. We'll get back to that soon. So there's a pushka for that. So each pushka was labeled like we have today in the various organizations. Uh, if you come, let's say, by Machsa Shekel Takam. So there were 13 of them. Then the scribes did another six out of the 13. And the assumption over here, Tzvi, as you are assuming, is that 
people gave, if the Chayev to give the shekel, they have to give from this year. If the Chayev doesn't last year, they get to give anyway. If the Chayev a Kerman, the Chayev to give this where you put it, it's the kind of going to bring it on your behalf. If it's in a Dava, you're still giving a Dava, the kind of bring it on your behalf, but you're not drawing attention to yourself necessarily. Sometimes you don't want to draw attention, and no one's giving any plaques. So where the people who are like Nicanor, who are giving two huge copper doors, these doors were very tall, that to be made, in the, it was an intricate, detailed, beautiful design. It was made in Mitzrayim because they knew more of what they were doing, so it had to be imported. And the famous Maisa is they put both of them on a ship, and the ship hit rough waters, and the first thing a ship does, you know, from Yana is you start getting rid of the heavy stuff. So they threw one of the two doors overboard, and they're about to throw the second one overboard, Nicanor was on board. He's a very firm person. He's the one donating. He said, if you throw that overboard, you're throwing me overboard which is an interesting statement because it's wonderful to donate the gates, but it's not Yahar Vayavar, but nobody brings that up. I'm not sure, I can't say nobody, but nobody in the Farish sources, and they just say that was an incredible amount of serious nefesh, and they didn't throw it overboard because they saw he was serious, which is nice of the captain. I don't know which shipping line this was because they weren't on the high seas. They're coming from, I mean, it was the high seas enough that the storm caused a problem, but they're coming up the coast. They're coming to Akko from Mitzrayim. Okay, storms, if you have a ship that was a ship like the head ships. So then, uh, rough waters are rough waters. So he said, you're not throwing it off, you're throwing me off. They decided to leave him alone. And when they got to Akko, the other gate, Alderchneis, was like underneath the ship. So they put up the Sharm, and all the other things in the Mikdash were gold-plated. This, they left the original copper, which was done very well, very shiny, and it looked, didn't look cheap. And it was engraved, it was beautiful. They kept it, Zechalanes. So I don't really have a Raya. They named the Shar Nikonar. It could be Schwartzbaum donated the other gate, and they didn't call it Shar Schwartzbaum, because there was no Nace involved. This is a Nace Nigla, the other gate didn't sink and traveled with the ship. So I don't have a Raya, but we do see there's a concept we could name a Shar to somebody. They didn't call it Shar Harnais, uh, Shar Hapella. They called it Shar Nikonar. So if you don't know the whole story, they'd say Shar Nikonar because they're going to pay for it, which he did. So that's sort of a, it's a, you don't need a plaque. It's called Shar Nikonar. Take a look at your copy, Enuma, Paragimel, Mishnah Tess. So it says over here, maybe the copy's over here if you don't have. Bala le Mizra, Chazar le Safan, Hamiz Beach. They're now picking the very faithful lottery for the Salah Zazel and Salah Shem. And it's a very official, serious uh, ceremony. And the Chagadol's there, the Skan is there, Reish Beisav. V'sham Shnei Sirei V'kavihai Sasham. And there was a box you lifted out of. Uba Shnei Gerolos Shell. Next page. Shell Ashkara, which is a type of very fine wood, but notice how it's wood. And that the box and the girl. Vasan ben Gamla. Interestingly enough, the Bartanura says, you look at the top Bartanura, this is the famous Rabbi Shua ben Gamla, who's known to us, he was the Kain Gadol, as the one who basically started the first prototype of the Yeshiva. He realized that the father and the son. He also realized Nebuch, there's some fathers who are no longer there and the sons weren't learning. They'd be growing up to be Amaratim and there's some fathers who were away on business on ships and they didn't have time to learn the sons. So he created the first prototype of a yeshiva that has to be standard in every city and, and that's the din. The chiv of the city is to set this up. 
So I don't know why first him was Ben Gamla, because he was the famous Rabbin Yeshua Ben Gamla. But the Mishnah says, Asam Ben Gamla Shalzav. And the Mishnah mentions his name. Again, this is not the plaque per se, but this is the name in light, so to speak. The Mishnah goes out of the way to tell us historically who upgraded it to gold. That's what uh, the top part of says. And means that basically like a plaque, except for maybe they had a plaque, but that you had to be there. But they kept telling everybody, by the way, this was upgraded, this whole operation with the ghost was upgraded to gold, and it was his idea, and he's the one who donated it. Similarly, Look at the next Mishnah. Ben Katin Asa Shnemasa Dad Lakir. The Kir used to have only two faucets and a lot of Kayanim, a long wait. And he made 12 of them, which cost a lot of money. Va'af Hu Asa Muchni. This was not only very expensive, it was an engineering feat. He made this whole system of a reservoir on the ground where every single night they put down the Kir to dock in this thing that was attached to Mayim Chaim so it shouldn't become Possible it's a whole complicated halacha behind this, and apparently nobody thought of this before. And he's the one who did this as well. And he's also Zachalotayv. Munvaz Hamelach. Shaila, who he was, is the son of Hilni Amalka. Was he a, a separate person who became a gear? But either way, he was a person who was holding in his frumkite and his shifas and had a lot of money. And he, his contribution here, took all the can to be used and he gold plated them. Not every clique can be Zav for various logistical reasons, but the tips can be. So he donated all the gold for that. That's quite an expensive proposition. So Tzvi, you see, despite my first mission was Stam, there's the pushka, put it in, half a shekel, this is your requirement, you have a carbon, pay for it. And thank you very much. This mission is talking about all sorts of things that didn't have to be done. They're all Nadavas, and some of them are quite expensive. And now the mission is listing them by name to encourage the, such donations and such activities. That's the concept they're talking about over here. And you'll say, why wasn't it covered by the regular Master Shekel? And the answer is, if it's not a Chiv, they had an operating budget, and it was quite expensive as it was, these are upgrades. Upgrades are not covered. Those require special donations and thinking out of the box. That's really the chilig over here. And the Mishnah is really uh, spelling this out. Are there, any, are there any stories where there's like, because usually you think if there's a lot of things that could be donated, you think that a lot of people want it. doesn't seem like, it seems like so-and-so did, I'm saying. Oh, it sounds like these things, I mean, we have no idea. Gold today is very expensive. In the ancient times, you can imagine how prohibitive this was. The average guy, you have to keep in mind, till about, I don't know, 200 years ago, in world history, the average guy, like 99.9% of the population, were very happy when they could make a Copic and buy some pumpernickel. So, Bechlau, these types of things were the domain of the super wealthy and the class division, what, not a tiny anybody, was point, point something and 99 point something. So, I don't think this list is going to be very long. As a matter of fact, we're going to see the whole list in the next few minutes. It's not very long. Was there nobody else? I had other people, but probably not to this size. In terms of the size of the nation, the thinking out of the box, it wasn't just the money. It was like the ideas they thought of, and the, uh, he had to engineer this whole thing. And, but they gave them full recognition, which fits very well with our mahalach and staka and donating. That's why I mentioned uh, the concept last night, is that we're going to be discussing public role in terms of making people feel that this is a hidra mitzvah, and it's a, basically what we'd say, yes, a shtadi operation. It should be. 
everything in public life and in his Makamashiris. What Tzfarit Yisrael is going to try to walk us through is how do we justify in his Makamashiris with a it seems to be a direct stira. And the problem is, it'd be easier to answer, as I alluded to last night, that the klal of a kashbrochah is by an individual, and this is by the tzibur. Tzvayis Yisrael, as only Tzvayis Yisrael does, is going to go through shas and prove that that's not exactly the case. There are cases in the Mikdish where we apply enes makamashiris, and like these examples, and there are cases where we say, no, save the money. And the question is, what's the chilik? That's going to be fascinating over here. That's why, that's why this is so important with the donations. You see from this Mishnah that all these cases were extremely expensive. You have to be very wealthy. And, but there's an Indian. They went Leila Eila and they were given credit. This is much better than a plaque, by the way. Mishnayis, we never lose. If they don't get tarnished, they never lose. I've had situations, not here. We had well, almost one Shiley here, but comes up in older institutions where a guy gave a plaque and it says, this is for Mali Schwartzbaum. And um, if you've been following Shia for the last 20 years, Schwartzbaum is the name I always pick, so that's stuck. But if you're, you know a Schwartzbaum, there's no harm intended. Uh, or maybe it's a compliment. So the plaque says, Mali Schwartzbaum, Mali Schwartzbaum, uh, Nifter, Nifteris, 1922. You've all been in shuls like this. And they have a lot of those plaques, and they donated whatever it was, the Perenches. So I had... A couple of years ago, uh, Shailov, a very irate person who was a grandson of somebody, and he called me and he said, I have a serious Shailov, that's terrible, they're taking down, they want to get a new parachus, whatever it was, the thing, and they're, they're taking down, there's nothing wrong with this parachus. I sort of understood what he was asking. I said, um, how old is the parachus? So he says, there's nothing wrong, it's just a little dry cleaning. I said, how old is the parachus? <laughs> Older than most of the people sitting here. I don't care how many times you dry clean that thing. That's going to come up. Like, they want to replace it. So now, okay, replace it. It was an expensive thing. So he said, why can't they replace it for free? We already gave the money. I said, she gave the money in 1929. Before the crash, I hope. <laughs> so, 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 so that's a sticky shayla. Okay, take away the plaque. They, so the nice thing about Mishnayis here is they gave it, I don't know how quickly it was used, probably till the Horbin, and they have for Netzach Nesachim, they have the covenant. That's Gavaldic. That's better than I'm not saying you should take down the plaque in this area. I described to you, we're not going to discuss that Shaila now, but this is the best plaque somebody can have. Let's look at the other few examples. So we have Munvuz, and now the next one is Hilni. Hilni Emite, says with his mother. Shiloh, again, when, when she converted, when he converted, where they were from. She made a gorgeous menorah on the top of the building, and it was pure gold, and she did it for the purpose, which needs Hezber. She's a lady, Helni. Did it for the purpose that the sun should hit this, this is the tallest structure, and should bounce off and shoot rays to, in all the windows of Yushalayim. And wake everybody up early in the morning for Zman Kriyashma. Isn't that a great idea? Interesting. She's, women are not Machiavis and Zman Grama, but she was very concerned that Klaisol needs a schluss to wake up and say Kriyashma, Bizman. Next time you hit that snooze button and it's hanging around the Mangan of Rum, think about it. If it's hanging near the Grah, think about it hard. Uh, she spent a huge amount of money with a golden thing on a building. It has to be very large to wake up all of Yishalayim on time for davening. Very fascinating. How often did they use the Parshik of Saita? I hope not very. I don't think so. Must they use it 
something must have come up because why would she donate this? But she donated a thing that the Kayan should be able to have and copy off of and and she, I guess, she felt it was significant, maybe being donated by a lady, they should understand the severity of it. There's a lot of depth here. Nicanor, the most famous one, Nasanissim Lidlosov, and he donated it, but that's why I said this is probably because of the Nisim it got such fame. He must hear in us Look at the next page. Vela Luganai. And not only do we have this plaque-like system where we're giving schusim lederi deris, the Mishnah now points out, by name, by the way, not Lashon Har, it's Tehillus, of the people who should be mentioned Luganai. Ela Luganai, these were a lot of them are Kainim. Some of my best friends are Kainim. But why? Chavetz Chaim discusses it at the end of the Sefer Chavetz Chaim. He says that there the are Gemaras that talk about names of people who weren't doing the right thing. And that is Nitzchias, Tarish Vapel, the Deri Deris. So it's not Lashon Haro. First of all, if they're not alive anymore, it's a Shaila. But Hilchiyam Kippur and the Mishabur quotes in the Acharanim that they, they made a Chayim, not the Mitzi Shemra, on a mace. Sounds like Midaresa is no Yisr, and then maybe it's only the Chayim on Mitzi Shemra, not Lashon Haro. It seems to be a lower level, and when it's Ta'elis, just like Lashon Haro, when the guy's alive, is a Ta'elis, they, maybe it's part of the Kapura, but there's a Ta'elis to learn what not to do, and what they did over here, as we'll see right now, was not so, they weren't Rishayim. They just did something that was not right, and it would have been better had they been more giving, and Chazal uh, want to mention, you'll see what it is right now. Elul Ganai, we'll see it uh, quickly. Elul Ganai shall base Garmu Laratza Lamed Almaisalechem Alpanim. Now, Sadak, maybe you or Avram can um, weigh in on this. Did you ever get into bread making, no? Did you ever try to make lechem upon him? Did you ever get the... It was apparently, I mean, before you do it, you don't want to... You can't make kale in the base. I mean, there's exactly a replica. That's a, that's a law. But apparently, it wasn't just the nace that it stayed fresh. It was a big deal how to do it. And this family, to their credit, were operating in this arena, and they were very good at it. And they were so good at it, they, the Sahedrin, the Gedalim, wanted to send other people to learn it. Because if you have one family controlling it, that's never healthy. And if they die and the secret dies with them, that's really unhealthy. And unfortunately, they wouldn't teach it. So, so why not? Well, they asked them and they said, well, we don't want to fall into the wrong hands. A lot of unscrupulous people, you never know. Maybe, but maybe in the back of the mind, 1% of that was we don't want to give it out because we're special and not going to be so special. But everybody knows it. Chazal didn't accept the answer and they held it wasn't right. And they're being mentioned like an eye, even though they did a great job while they were doing it. Shalbeis Avtina, similar problem. Loretz Alamad Amaisekateris. Teris is a very, very complicated process, not just the science of it, the, the science and the Kedusha and the Masera, and they were great, and they didn't want to teach to anybody. Also, with the same excuse, Kateris, somebody's going to be over of Azar, he's going to take our secret thing and use it for Avodazar, and we're not going to hear of it. Maybe that was part of the reason, but apparently Chazal didn't believe that was a justifiable excuse, and you should give it over to more people so we have more people who can do it. Hagwaz ben Levi, Hayadea Perik Bashir. Gorgeous voice, but he was machadish something, apparently, in the art of singing. He had some special way of doing it, and they wanted him to teach it to others, and he wouldn't, because then he's not going to be the star. He might say, no, if I do it, the other I can use it and sing before the idols, I'm not going to let it fall into the wrong hands. But you got to know when you're giving an honest answer or not. Ben He had a unique thing. He took four pens. He's able to write the Shem Hashem at once. That's a real life hit. I can take, your kids probably do that, take four different color pens and go like this, but it's called modern art. 
<laughs> he actually wrote Shem Hashem with like four different letters. Why is that a Mila? It's a Mila because it's not the Din, but if you think about it, you write Yud, K, that's Ka already, and you don't erase names of Hashem even if it's just a Kinoi. And then you write Yud, K, Vav. You're not writing it. Well, you just destroyed Hashem Hashem. That's how we write Hashem Hashem. But why the mutter? Because they're not destroying it. You're in the middle of writing your cave of K. But he felt as a hidra, covered Shemayim, which was very nice. He's going to write it all at once. Fascinating. So it's so great, and we really compliment you of his idea. So why don't you share it with other people? No. But, so, that's, so then that shows there's a part of it that's uh, not coming from a great place. I'll be sharing So the first list we had of all the wonderful donations of people who spent a lot of money and had great ideas thought out of the box. I'll be sharing Al Elu Even I said they weren't Risham. You wouldn't think this is the worst vicious. They had a human tendency to be ten percent jealous. They had good reason. Shemersham Yirkov. That's pretty stark. So my point here. Um, see, since I did give you the job, is when they come to discuss it with you, tell them I firmly believe there will be room for large donations. Is it going to be a plaque? We're going to write them up in the papers. Uh, Mishnayas, they're not going to get into, but we're going to encourage it and be Mephari Samesa Mitzvah, clearly. That's clearly the din. Now, the question is, when do we allow these fabulous? Because we're going to have all sorts of ideas. You'll let me know in the next few months what comes in. There's going to be a guy who wants to hang a chandelier. I have nothing in chandeliers, by the way. People make fun of chandeliers. They're beautiful. We have one here. A different type of chandelier, but it's... Uh, uh, yeah, okay, young Gary, so you're not insulted. Okay, so, so guys have come and said, you know, I don't know if it's on the plans, but I, I got an idea, I'm going to donate a $78 million chandelier in the base of Mitzvah, that can be done. Or a group of them. So how this fits into the Gemara Sukkah, what, what you're allowed to put in, what you're not, I'll let the Sahedrin uh, figure that out, obviously, but there's going to be interest, because Klai Yisrael wants to give, and they want to be a part of it. So... I will uh, mention to Sanhedrin that I have a great man for the job, and you'll let me know then if you're too busy. Have a good night, everyone. We will get to the other Marmakam tomorrow night.